Welcome to the daily devotional podcast of Meadowbrook Church, loving Jesus by loving people. For more information about who we are, find us online at www.meadowbrook.ca. know a kind and loving person in your life where that love and that kindness is a defining mark of who they are. Now, maybe you've witnessed that same person get angry. They might not shout or yell, but you've seen the anger come out of them in one way or another. Chances are that kind and loving person took a while to get there as their deep sense of love would cause them to be patient, to forgive a lot of things, to let the little things go. But when they get mad, you know they must actually really be mad because they are, by their nature, so gentle and accommodating. Picturing that kind of loving person might help us understand God's anger a little bit better. The God who is patient, who is kind, who is love by his very nature. As we move through the final stage of God's anger being poured out upon the earth, Revelation chapter 16 verses 1 through 7 says, Then I heard a loud voice from the temple saying to the angels, Go, pour out the seven bowls of God's wrath on the earth. The first angel went and poured out his bowl on the land, and ugly festering sores broke out on the people who had the mark of the beast and worshipped its image. The second angel poured out his bowl on the sea, and it turned into blood like that of a dead person, and every living thing in the sea died. The third angel poured out his bowl on the rivers and springs of water, and they became blood. Then I heard the angel in charge of the waters say, You are just in these judgments, O Holy One, you who are and who were. For they have shed the blood of your holy people and your prophets, and you have given them blood to drink as they deserve. And I heard the altar respond, Yes, Lord God Almighty, true and just are your judgments. The first three bowls of God's anger are poured out here, and the plagues that come upon the earth sound an awful lot like what God poured out on Egypt in the Exodus story of the Old Testament. There is physical affliction and water turned into blood. In the Exodus story, God gave Pharaoh many chances to listen to him, but Pharaoh refused. Only when he refused consistently did God's plagues come upon Egypt. Likewise, the people of earth have been given the chance to turn from their evil here in Revelation, but they have not. Only then has God's judgment come. The choice has been entirely up to the people, and they have made it, and now they will face the consequences of their choices. There's an interlude in the last few verses of today's passage where the angels of heaven pause once again to acknowledge God to worship him. The hosts of heaven acknowledge the evil in the world and the justice and the rightness of God's action in responding to that evil. They note true and just are your judgments. If we trust that God makes no mistakes, that God is by his nature merciful, that God has given everyone on earth the opportunity to turn from their ways, then as heavy as it may seem, we can also trust that God is true and just in what he is doing in these judgments. We've previously discussed how the book of Revelation has many clear connections to the Old Testament and how understanding those connections can help us understand the book of Revelation better. So today, let's reflect on the connection between these judgments in today's passage and then the judgments that God poured out on Egypt in the Exodus story. Go and read Exodus chapter 7, if you like, to get a sense of it. Ponder how these two stories in the Bible are interconnected and what knowing more about the Exodus story can teach us about what is happening here in Revelation and what God wants us to know here. (music) 